0: All right, everybody, welcome to episode 74 of Feel Good Friday, FGF We made it to 74, and we actually got 75 coming out tomorrow So three episodes in a row, really knocking them out We had Joe Fenty on the last one, so if you haven't seen that yet or heard that yet, check it out It's a good time We got another guest on today, and then we have another guest on tomorrow And uh, every time I say guest on, by the way, I feel like I'm saying guest on not like I got gassed on. I feel like I'm saying gassed on as in the villain from um, Beauty and the Beast. And then I started to think about Gaston and he might be my favorite Disney villain. He's definitely up there um, because I think I can relate to him the most. Or at least if I was a Disney villain, I would probably be him. Essentially, he's, he's just a fuck boy from back in the day. Like he's probably one of the first fuck boys to exist. I'm not saying I'm a fuckboy, but I do have some fuck boy tendencies. You know, I I say some things that once they're out of my mouth, I'm kinda like, Ugh, why did I say that? And then, you know, it's like I have to live with it. Um and and then to be fair, Gaston is just this it's this guy who, yeah, he's cocky and he's full of himself. But you have to have confidence. Like it's, you gotta have confidence. That's all I'm going to say. So if that's a crime, I guess I am a Disney villain, you know? Um, but he just gets pissed when bell doesn't want him. And we've all been there. We've all really wanted someone. And then they say, nah, I'm good. And then you have to, you know, deal with that. And, uh, Gaston just got pissed. And to also be fair, like, she turned him down and then went and fell in love with a literal like half man, half animal, mostly animal. It's basically a bear on its hind legs that can talk. That's what she fell in love with over Gaston. So I'm sure Gaston was just thinking, what the fuck? Like, that's who, I, you know, if you don't want me, fine. Sure. But choosing that, getting into bestiality—quite, you know, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the bestiality That's what the X-rated version of that is called, the the director's cut. So I get where Gaston is coming from. I get why he was like, you know, what? I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Maybe killing is a little too far. I'll be honest. Maybe that's maybe that's a step too far. But I get why he was pissed. And um, yeah and i guess to be fair like well I, how many times have i said to be fair in this intro it's been 3 minutes and i think i've said it 3 times we're averaging 1 to be fair a minute so far on this podcast so let's let's try to let's try to bring those numbers down a little bit yeah all right i'm going to try but um another reason i relate to Gaston is because i've i've been there where there's the girl that i want and then she wants some other guy. And I kind of look at him. I'm like, that's what you want. Pfft. All right. Downgrade much. Yeah. Downgrade. Enjoy your downgrade. Have fun with that. I'll just be over here with my muscles and winning personality, but have fun with your beast and not the good kind. Not like the cool, like Marshawn Lynch, like beast mode. Like, no. That guy's ugly compared to me. That's what I think in my mind. And then in reality, I'm actually probably I'm more like the beast because girls will see me, and then they're just kind of like, "What the fuck?" And then uh, then they get to know me, and they're like, "Well, all right, he's he's kind of cool, I guess." Um, but I'm, there's no curse. Like it's not like if they fall in love with me, I get better looking. If anything. I probably just get, uh, I get worse looking because I stop trying to impress you. And then, uh, and then I put on weight and, uh, I'm getting too deep anyway. Uh, Gaston, I'm just, I'm not trying to defend him. I know he tried to kill the beast and that was, that was very, that was very extreme, very radical. So maybe that's a little too far, but I'm just saying, I get it. I'm making a case for Gaston. Like if it did, if he didn't die, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen, beauty and the beast. I apologize. I should have said spoiler alert before I said the spoiler. So I apologize for that as well. I I fucked up twice right there. And, uh, that's my life. But, uh, if Gaston did not die and like they went to court, I would gladly blee I would gladly be, uh, the lawyer for Gaston or at least be on his team and be like, your honor. Look, uh, we all have been affected by jealousy and, uh, I mean, come like, you get like, look at what she wanted over. So you can get why you're confused and upset and all that. And then the judge would be like, wow, you're really smart and articulate. And, uh, you guys just won the case. Cause whew, that blew me away. And you're handsome too. It would probably go something like that. <sighs> I am absolutely going to listen back to this intro and, uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna have to have that thought of like, damn, I really just spent six minutes saying total and utter fucking nonsense, like absolute bullshit. Okay. Anyway, that was my case for Gaston. Like I said, Scrizzly Adams on today. Or did I say that? Fuck! I didn't say that yet. Anyway, Screeley Adams is on today. Scrizzly <laughs> um, Adams is a musician. Uh, I'm just gonna call him a musician. I'm not gonna call him a singer. I'm not gonna call him a, a rap. Like he's not a rapper. He's. He, I. It's crazy because I just found out about him several days ago. New music Friday on Spotify. Scrizzly Adams came up. And I heard the song Saskatoon and I fucking loved it. And I just kept listening to more of his music and I'm a huge fan. So I reached out to him on Instagram. I told him how big of a fan I was, told him I loved his music. I'm looking forward to more of it. And then I asked him if he would want to be on the pod. He got back right away. He was super efficient and um, super cool to to do it because he's got a lot going on right now. He's in between um, dates tour dates because i think he's going to london on thursday um so i was just super super stoked that he responded so quickly super stoked that he was down to do the podcast because i truly think this guy is going to be uh, he's 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 pretty big right now like he's doing shows in london he's been there before he's he's he just got off a little alaska tour um he's he's not small time by any means and that I think he's just going to get bigger and bigger because I think he's he's so talented and I think he's something special. He's something different for sure. Definitely different. And uh, really stoked that he's going to be on the podcast. So anyway, let's get to it. It's Grizzly Adams interview coming up next. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you after. Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 74 of Feel Good Friday. I have a very, very special guest on today. Uh, Musician, songwriter, singer, producer, all sorts of stuff. Just very talented. Scrizzly Adams. Scrizz, thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: grateful to be here. Happy to uh, to answer some questions and give my two cents on things. And I appreciate the kind words. So yeah, just happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I actually, I just found out about you. Um, You... Release Radar, uh, Saskatoon, came on oh, really? your your new single, oh, really and it was, um, yeah, it, I thought it was great. I got hooked right in, and then checked out the rest of, of your albums and singles, cool. and it just got better and better. Amazing! So you fell down the rabbit hole very recently, like very. three days ago. Yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. You took action quick. You you you, you found the first uh, like breadcrumb, yeah. followed the rest of them, and then already messaged me in a three day period. Exactly. That's yeah, it's well, I, I wanted, well, to be honest, I wanted to do it now because I truly believe you're only going to get bigger from here on out because I think you I are that. immensely talented. And um, it's, so I've been telling people about you, not only because you're going to be on, because I just messaged you last night about this. Yeah, no, um, we made this happen quick. Yeah. It less than a 24 hour period, we made this happen. <laughs> right, which I really appreciate, by the way. Yeah, bro, um, but I've been asking people if, they, you know, if they've heard about you, and some say yes, some say they're not familiar. And then I try to describe you, and I'm having trouble. I know you've drawn inspirations from everything from Bruce Springsteen to Kanye West. Um, sure. How would you describe your, your genre of music?
1: For sure. I think
0: I'll, I'll give you two answers. And okay. I, think, I think I've spent most of my – I've been
1: doing this for a long time. And I yeah. think I spent the like first several years – coming up with complicated answers mm-hmm. but nowadays I give a very 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 simple answer okay. I still don't think it really helps unfortunately but the very very simple answer I always give is just like Roots Rock or Heartland Rock that's just like that my music at it's core remove all aesthetics yeah. strip it down to what it is at it's core it's like not much different than like Creed Clearwater Revival or just like the basic idea of whatever Roots Rock is or yeah. Heartland Rock is. it's just like four chord blue collar Guy in the garage, rock. Not not very edgy, not very anything. Right. And um, that's what it is. But also, like obviously, there's a lot of hip hop influence, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. Um, but I think Ed's core really just is roots rock or heartland rock. So I'm kind of sticking with that. Yeah. If you ask me next year, it might be a totally different answer.
0: Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's the beauty of music. It can you could always evolve. You know, you don't always have to oh, stick to theater. one thing. Yeah. Um, totally, totally. I like. Heartland rock. I like that that description yeah. right there. Um, but you mentioned hip hop, and I, like I said, I was doing my research. You did a lot of stuff with Chris Webby, for sure. Yeah, um, Chris is a super close friend of mine. Okay, I was uh, going to say how to you... zoom with him this morning, but I actually slept in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, me and Chris
1: have known each other for like twelve years. And again, like he's a totally different genre than me, but we mm. I've pretty a ton of stuff for him over the years, and we just
0: again, yeah, we just just. just I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um yeah, the first time I heard Chris Webby was actually an Asher Roth dish track. And I was a big Asher Roth fan, so I was like, Oh, oh who's this guy? And then I was I didn't want to admit oh, you it. College? Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. yeah, exactly. That's what? the one a long time ago. I since I was an Asher Roth fan, I didn't want to admit it, but in my mind I was like, That's actually really fucking that's good. Like, yeah, I could have felt that. he's really talented. What year is that? That's I was, a long time ago. Yeah, so It was a while ago. Yeah, Um, yeah. So you described your genre, and then you know, like I said, I named a couple names of who you drew inspiration from. Um, Who are some other? Who are some other names besides Springsteen and and Um, Kanye? I think like
1: I think one I don't talk about very often, but I, I find a common thread between my fan base is like massive. I've drawn massive inspiration from Van Morrison. Okay. Especially as a singer and a songwriter. And I found a lot of people that are like really, really diehard fans of mine, like all ages. You gotta realize like Van Morrison resonates with so many generations. He's yeah. just like one of those timeless artists, We're really, really big Van Morrison fans. And I think it's not something we kind of talk about in like this Grizzly conversation, but like Van Morrison's like pretty much it for me. Mm-hmm. So I really just kind of base a lot off him. I mentioned CCR earlier, they're like a big influence on me. Um you mentioned Bruce, he's a big yeah. influence. Neil Young's actually a really big influence. Okay. I don't really mention him very often. Um, I mean, I do Heartland Rock, so the, the big four Heartland Rock guys are Bruce, Tom Petty, John Mellencamp, and Bob Seeker. All four of them like, yeah. are like the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, or whatever the
0: fuck <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, so those guys are it. Um, I love hip hop, but for, in terms of influence, like Kanye's really good. Like, I, I, love, I love Kanye, I listen to Kanye every day. And Kanye's not even really a rap artist. He's just kind of. <laughs> he's just Kanye. I don't really know how to even explain it. All right. He's like Arena Rock meets. I don't even know. He's just kind of all over the place. He's one and of those. Yeah. He's just, just epic shit, you know? Right. So yeah. Anyone else coming to mind? Um,
0: nah, not really. Not really. I got you. Keep no. I just do my own thing,
1: I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of subconscious influence I don't realize, but yeah. I'm never trying to like to sound like that. I'm just like,
0: yeah, yeah. Whatever I, feels right in the moment, you know. Right, which that goes back to like I had trouble describing exactly what what your sound. I was like, it's just one of those things that it just sounds good. Like you, you just I, hear it and it's yeah. That's
1: the absolute best way to compliment so thank you. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like anyone or sound like anything. It's just like. I'm just trying to get to the finish line, and I know what the finish like. And like, when it feels right, I'm there. You know yeah. what I
0: mean? Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it definitely will sound different than everybody else. It's hard to put your thumb on the attitude or the aesthetic or mm-hmm. even the cultural relevancy of my music. Right. But like, I think the second my record comes on, you know, it's me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of working in my favor. You know?
0: Yeah, it's a very distinct voice, and it's it's a I, it hits it hits well um, for sure. Okay. I I have told some people it to me. I do get some. It's almost like uh, indie Post Malone. Like, I get that a little For bit. Sure. Oh, um, Yeah, I mean. Even uh, though you've yeah, been. No, I, yeah, no, I'm a massive Post
1: Malone fan. Yeah. Um. I remember, yeah, you know,
0: Yeah. I mean, I was <laughs>
1: making, like, all the trap stuff before Post Malone even was
0: making music. I, See, I, I was, was going to say, Stains funny. came out in 2014, so we you've been doing were this Post long Malone, before. Yeah, no, I
1: was on Atlantic Records at the time. So yeah. they were, and Post Malone just came out, and he was every record label was trying to sign him. They were trying to put me in the same room as Post Malone because my lawyer was the same lawyer as Post Malone's. Um, And I didn't, whatever. I mean, I I had nothing but infinite respect for him. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, Yeah, indie. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Post Malone's gone in like a very country rock direction recently. Uh And I think it's like working for him amazing, in my opinion. I think he's like, I think he's better.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's all my two cents. Yeah, he uh, released that cover of um, I'm Gonna Miss Her and uh i think that's a oh yeah the country one yeah and it was was it was great and everyone's like you gotta do a country album so i'm wondering if he's leaning more towards that now i think
1: a few days ago he was on the cover not the cover he was on a remix
0: of dial drunk yes dial drunk is so good it's so good yeah yeah can we all just talk about how like across the board it doesn't matter what genre you're like that is amazing yeah like that's amazing beautiful song so good Absolutely. it fucking amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell I yeah. I remember hearing that the first time. Be like, yeah, this is this is fucking. It. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So I found out. I found that, and I listened to Saskatoon in the same day. So that was a great day oh, for me for thing. music. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the name Scrizzly Adams. Where where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure. I, I think we'll, we'll go back to kind of the the the, real, the question you
0: asked about the music. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying about like stains and all that coming out uh-huh. long before anyone was doing you know americana
1: rock trap kind of stuff i was i don't want to say i'm the first but you know, find someone who's doing it for 2011 let yeah. me know i think i was the first Um <laughs> yeah. uh, now everyone does it and i don't do it anymore but yeah really simply <laughs> i just like i was like making americana music you know i know i answered the question saying roots rock but it's really just like americana music at its mm-hmm. core and i was just really a big kanye west fan i was like I don't want to make Americana music where I'm wearing overalls and I'm doing that stupid shit. That's fucking dumb. Like, yeah. no respect, disrespect to anyone who does that shit. People still do that shit, but I think it's fucking stupid. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, I just want to make straight ahead. You know, I want to, like, I want to, I want to flip it. I want to make it edgy. I want to make it different. I want to make it progressive. I want to make it like Americana music is about like showing you the past. I don't yeah. want to show you the past. I want to show you the future. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, it was what Post Blonde did too. It was like showing you the future. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, let's take Americana. Grizzly Adams, an Americana figure, and let's just like flip the whole fucking name. Also, it's kind of a tribute to Leonard Skinnerd.
0: So okay. Leonard Skinner yeah. So I just made
1: it with all sharper letters, and it was just something you would remember. And yeah, that took on a life of its own.
0: I love it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I um I used to make music myself. Uh, I used to rap. Oh, nice. Um, okay. o- opened up for Machine Gun Kelly back in the day. Back no in Back when he used Kelly's to. Been doing it for a long time. I know. It was back when he used to uh, when it was just rap, not uh, the pop punk. No, stuff. no, no, that was, yeah. he did that uh, for
1: like ten years. Yeah, I remember I was on stage with him. He was it was I forget. The fuck. It was like a showcase. Uh-huh. Chris Webby was a lot bigger than Machine Gun Kelly at the time, uh-huh. but they made Machine Gun Kelly go after Chris Webby at the showcase at the Highline Ballroom in Manhattan. Yeah, we were all on stage together, and uh, afterwards Chris realized they used his fame and audience to essentially have Machine Gun Kelly play a sold-out show.
0: Oh. <laughs> and just when he signed with Diddy.
1: It's yeah. all about perception, you know what I mean? It's like big sold-out 800-person show. It's like, wait a second, this real all Chris Webby fans. Right. Uh, whatever. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly's done really well for himself, so yeah.
0: I can't Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, but my um, stage name was Joe Grizzly. And, uh, oh, sick. So yeah. we're, we're brethren here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't done it in years. I, I think once... Um, once I went away to college, me and my buddy that I used to do it with, it kind of fell apart. But um, definitely that double Z in a name really grabs people's attention. Double Z with some Ys? Yeah. i some Ys in there. has so got a double Z. I'm yeah. pretty fucking well for that. True, true. They're, they're um, really
1: good for them. So you got music on Spotify? Can I can I check this out? No.
0: I, I had music oh. on YouTube. and oh, uh, always got on YouTube. Yeah, I took it down, actually, because... Um, my music taste changed over the years as well. Kind of that's like I said that's what music does. And um I was em- I was embarrassed about what I put out. I didn't I didn't like it and uh, I okay. took it down. And part of me regrets it, but part of me is like yeah, I, I don't know. It's well, you know what? I
1: appreciate the the honesty to be willing to say that out loud.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? I do I do respect that. I yeah. really do. Um so you talked about being on stage with Machine Gun Kelly. Who are some of the other artists you've, you've worked with or performed with or just hung out with even? I
1: don't know. Um, I've, I recently was in Alaska. This is such a funny one. It's like it was so <laughs> serendipitous for so many reasons. But I've had a, a several-year-long relationship, friendship with um, Pat Monaghan, who's the lead singer of Train. Is
0: okay, you know, Train? yeah.
1: And a lot of people don't realize, like, Train's like, like, yo, go on Spotify. Go on all the streaming platforms. They're fucking massive. Yeah. People don't realize how big Train is. Like, they have multiple songs with over a billion streams. Right. Like, he's like one of the best selling like artists ever. It's yeah. crazy. But I've had a friendship with him for a while, and he's been super supportive. And um, it's funny. Me and a uh, me and a friend, uh, my tour manager, were flying out to Alaska, and the the, the flight the promoter booked had a ten hour layover in the middle of the night in Seattle. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. I gotta gotta find something to do. Right. So know, Pat lives in Seattle, so I emailed him. I was like, "Yo, hey, brother, like I'm in Seattle for a couple of hours. Like, do you want to grab dinner? It's on me."
0: Yeah.
1: And he got back. He's like, "You know, it's my last day with the family. We're going on tour tomorrow." Um, but he mentioned he was going to be in Anchorage, Alaska on Saturday. Like, what? Okay, he's playing a show in Anchorage, Alaska on Saturday, and I'm like, "I'm playing a show in Anchorage, Alaska on Saturday. <laughs> what are the
2: fucking odds?" Yeah. No one
1: plays shows in Anchorage, Alaska. Shout out Anchorage, Alaska—the funnest show. Like, maybe. Top three funnest shows of the tour. Yeah. Uh, but who the fuck plays shows in Anchorage, Alaska? What are the odds we both were doing it the same night? Yeah. So we uh we hung out that day and we grabbed just grabbed a hang and took some pics and yeah. Super cool I and mean, it's really good to see someone who's like wildly successful just be like really supportive towards young artists yeah. and like yeah I know he does a lot to help me out so
0: yeah yeah super I cool. know Hey Soul Sister I think that's like over a billion streams that, that one's yeah, a, that, that really one blew really up great Drops of Jupiter year. yeah. All that, so they're like mega, mega bangers.
1: They're not just like,
0: hits. yeah, they're like
1: multi platinum, yeah, right diamond, they're probably diamond records, it's like 10 times a million. Times oh, yeah, crazy. um, crazy, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, I don't know, I gotta I keep to myself. Me, me and Chris are like family, we're yeah. really close. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, who's cool? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've sung, I sang back of vocals on couple cool songs i did backup vocals on kanye's uh, life of pablo i did two songs there we did uh, oh nice did fade, which had post
0: malone on it and yeah. at the time we didn't it was so interesting because we were in the studio and they had like again like they had, they had an engineer and they had the faders and like they had all the vocals
1: separated yeah and like post malone's on fade but nothing was labeled there was no description like obviously i didn't like and Post Malone was just coming out. Yeah. And that was so cool that he was on that Kanye I don't think he was even credited on it either. It doesn't say like featuring Post Malone. It's just fade. Right.
2: There's like <laughs>
1: a massive artist on there. Post Malone's like gone diamond, I think, eight times down. Uh-huh. And it's not even featuring Post Malone. It's just like, that's it. <laughs> and he was singing on it and he sounded really good. I was with some friends there. And we were just like, whoever this is sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. So we sang some of vocals on that. We sang some back of vocals on Wolves. I think that had a,
0: oh, yeah. a big men's on
1: that. That was pretty cool. It's Sia, I think, was also on that. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. We that was, yeah, we
0: could recognize her voice. Yeah. The Vic Mensa thing, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I recognized Vic Mensa. Gotcha. He's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he big, like, what's his deal? Um, college. So much higher. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. would play him at college parties and stuff. I, he, you know, just not for me. But I, I think he's yeah. talented. And um, cool. "Down on My Luck" is a great song. I love that. But yeah, yeah no, he's, he's kind of, you know. That number one was like it's Kanye from Chicago, but then there's Chance, Vic Mensa. There's
1: what's sorry, side track. What's the what's the temperature check on Chance these days? I was in Chicago not that long ago, but I'm not like that tapped into
0: it. Uh-huh. Like what's the temperature check? On, like I th- all okay. I think Chance is amazing. I uh-huh. think I've heard some songs that have really blown my mind. Right. But the overall hype or at least during that rain. Uh uh-huh calling
1: bullshit chance i'd say it to your face right now i've heard new drugs i think it's the most amazing song i've ever heard
0: yeah but the overall hype of your career is bullshit
1: i'm calling it right now yeah
0: then what happened? He dropped that trash album and then what happened like are,
1: what's he did like i mean it's like people were so loyal to him but then like what happened i don't know maybe he's still are
0: i haven't really heard anything since um yeah he dropped uh uh what's the album the big day the big day yeah, that was like the, that was supposed to be the next, and then it just wasn't it. That wasn't the one, so. Well, then, the mixtapes were so much better. They were so good. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And I think um, he's like a TV show host now or something. Probably. <laughs> I know, I, he's just, he's, he's cashing checks. Yeah. If I'm right here in a basement Saskatoon. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, uh, haven't been keeping too many tabs on uh, on Chance, but yeah, he was another one in college, like the well, acid rap, that whole EP. a Chief well, Oh, yeah. For yeah. He ran the streets. Oh, <laughs> love, baby. I he I oh mean he's basically one of the uh, the pioneers of trap, you know. He's he's a Drill. He huge. Was the, he was 15. Yeah, exactly. He's fifteen, but three hundred years old. <laughs> I um, that was a big Chief key fan. I'm not gonna lie. Hell yeah! Um, I think it's that was another wave that happened, and everyone was like, "All right, this is what we're listening to," you know. Love Sosa, you know, all that. So, um, yeah. Who?
1: All this was coming out, and like that's when I was making stains and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's like I couldn't name a single rock artist during that time. I, I just wasn't listening <laughs> to that. Like I don't think there were any that were at least good. Yeah, like, I had, like even though I was a rock artist, like I could really care less. It was like yeah, it was, was cheap geek for me, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was That was attitude. That was that was rock music
0: in my mind. Speaking, speaking of that, do you think yeah. rock and roll is dead, or is it is it still out there? Uh, Rock and roll is (laughs)
1: alive, but packaging it up as, like, there's a big wave right now that came after Machine Gun Kelly of, like, Uh the rock aesthetic, like, the aesthetic of rock, and it's like, okay, like, am I in a museum right now? Like, (laughs) I don't care about, like, dudes with crazy hair, and they're really skinny, and like, whatever, like, there's like 18 different generic rock aesthetics, and I'm just like, that is not, that has nothing to do with rock. Yeah. Like, I just posted on my Insta story a few minutes, like, yesterday, like, um, NBA Youngboy. Like, that, in my mind, is rock. Okay. Like, there's so much more rock than Machine Gun Kelly ever, you know, yeah. is. You know? I think when Machine Gun Kelly raps, that's when he's rock. Yeah. Like, him doing this, like, 20 years dated, super hyper-polished, five writers on a song. Yeah. Like, that's not rock. I yeah. don't know, like... That's just like a museum piece. Like, that's it's novelty. It's all novelty music. You know what I mean? For sure. and like, I'm the old you know, like There's so many people that I like, consider novelty acts that are crushing it. Yeah. And, like, that's awesome. But, like, why do we want the praise of 70 year old men? Why do we want the praise of 60 year old men? I think Nick Jagger in 1965 wanted the praise of a 70 year old man. Yeah. He wanted to confuse the fuck out of a 70 year old man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wanted That's what he wanted, like, like why do we? Like why are we catering to old men and mm-hmm. their tradition? I don't really get that. Right. This is coming from a guy who makes Heartland Rock and Roots Rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I'm, I'm being honest. You're like I don't. Like I don't. I don't see that. Like I don't get that. That's
0: my two cents. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah. I, uh, Rocks and rolls and an attitude. It's alive in a lot of different
0: ways. Right. You know? I, I'm current or at least uh, modern bands that come to mind. at Food Fighters is at the top of that list for me. Um, okay. And they're like years old exactly so it's like they're yeah. i mean obviously taylor hawkins um yeah, you know so it's yeah it's it's kind of it's wild but um i do feel like you have that it's a rock and roll soul if that makes sense so i yeah um what is uh your songwriting process what goes through like does it have to be yeah. from experience like something has to happen or is it just
1: For sure yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I can. Egg. It's a great question. Um, it's really just like this is how I describe it. So writing, let's say, no, that's not a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> it's it, it all the it all just starts with this water to wine moment, and like okay. that water to wine moment can be marinating for months or years or five minutes. It's the idea that you have absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and then you have something, and that something. something for me is mainly a feeling and i know that's that's hard to explain it's not necessarily a lyric or it's not necessarily a musical thing it's just like i'm in a situation like this is like when you watch a tv show or a film and then like they they create a complex emotion in you Mm -hmm. i like complex emotions i don't want to write about heartbreak i don't want to write about having a good time i want to write about taylor swift just like kind of my influence taylor swift taylor swift is very good at taking a very hyper specific emotion Mm -hmm. It's not just like i'm in love or you broke my heart her emotions are actually very complex you each song they're very specific to like how you feel in a very everything aligns in a certain way and um she's able to write it in a way that's insanely universal and that's like that's it for me i'm just like okay um i'm feeling a certain way right now and it feels profound that's the song and then like i'm very very big on improvisation so, like, I, I could do it right now in of you. I'm not going to. But, like, um, you just pick up the guitar and you just, that's it. Yeah. Like, whatever whatever comes out is the song. And there are so many songs of mine where full verses and full choruses were just hit record. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, yeah, like, right. that's what you got. Because um, it's like if the emotion feels pure inside of you, and you have, to, you have to, you know, harness that and just, like, really incubate it in your body. Like, this is, think about your favorite scenes in movies. And it's just, like. It's such a distinct emotion, yeah. and that's, and it doesn't have to be sorrow. It can be, it can be anything. You know right. what I mean? But um, I mean, I can talk about that case by case with each song. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want the, I want the emotion to be complex. And right. I think once you have something very complex, suddenly you have a million songs that are about heartbreak, and then you have one song that's about the realization that something's coming to an end, and that's like a one minute emotion. Everyone's gonna feel that once in their life, and so it'll always affiliate that emotion personally with that song,
0: right? Because, yeah. Very, a thing. <laughs> I got you. But I usually write the song like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. So the, the water to wine moment is just is living. That's life. Yeah. It's just things happen and then you catch it. And then, and then you write the song
1: really quick,
0: really quick. Yeah. That's crazy because your songs are, to me, they, they sound deep. You know, there's like, there's a I lot of, that. there's a lot of meaning to me. Um they sound well, So to write it in 20, 30 minutes, that's, that's really impressive. My two cents. I don't overthink it. Okay. um Also, like, I
1: think I think where a lot of people in like Nashville or LA kind of go wrong is they really want to be rudimental and they want to think they're following the rules, and they're doing it right, so they're mm-hmm. afraid to kind of go out of the box. And when I'm improvising, I'm not thinking at all. Like the song I put out, um, song I put out Saskatoon four days ago. It's like yep. the opening lines. Call it science fiction the way this plane brought me to you. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've never heard someone mention the word science fiction. Right. I never would have thought to say science fiction. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. It's like the fact that a plane is flying through the air still blows my fucking mind every time I'm on a plane. To me, that's <laughs> science fiction. I still don't fucking believe it. Right. I end up in the city. Um, I think when you don't think so hard, you're going to say more out-of-the-box kind of things. Yeah. And when you have balls to kind of not rewrite it, to package it better,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that's what kind of comes out. So I think it's like actually less effort. Builds nice. um, to more profound stuff. Yeah.
0: You know? That's I awesome. Overthink, that. maybe, maybe it's shitty. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I appreciate you like it? Though. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm um, far from alone because "Hungover High" just—it's over a million streams. Dancing, dancing with darkness—that's over like 11 million. So, yeah, we're getting there. how cool we're getting is there. that to like know that millions and millions of people have heard your music? I think it's great. I think it's hey, it's validating, but more so, it's like
1: inspiring. It's like, oh, you know, we can get. We can get you know 10 million streams like let's get to 100 million like let's yeah. get to a billion you know what i mean it's like it's motivation it for that first one. you just want to keep going yeah that's you know? kind of where i'm at
0: absolutely so, I mean, my, uh, my whole
1: career has over 300 million and i think it's like a testament. it's just there's so much music you right. know I, mean? I think that's kind of right i beat a lot of other artists yeah.
0: like, like artists on the radio or like country
1: artists or whatever but like i have more people listen to my music than them because yeah. they only have those six songs. Right. Just, you know. Yeah. I know, rap, I think rap people know that's like the rap approach. Like mm-hmm. Russ and NBA Youngboy, they just do volume. And with oh, volume yeah. they do huge numbers, you know. Yeah.
0: I, I think there was a while NBA Youngboy was dropping singles was like albums. every other week or something like that. So yeah. yeah you know, it's like,
1: on average drops three albums a year.
0: Sometimes yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. Um so you had Foolish, your album come out last year, twenty twenty two, and then Sorry. Young Man came out in twenty nineteen is there so, another album on the way because i've noticed so, the the newish artwork for like indiana and then katrina so you're all that. following the following the folk folklore I, it's all coming together i am those yeah, breadcrumbs it,
1: um i'm gonna say it for the first time publicly i won't give a date but it's dropping in september wow and, uh, i'm really excited about it you're right all the all the artwork adds up to a final artwork yeah so it's all it's all and I'll, I'll say it for the first time here i've never announced it so i was like. It's a trilogy. People don't realize that. Okay. All the artworks connect together. All the music connects together. Yeah. It's Young Man it's part one, Foolish is part two, and I'm not gonna say what it is. Okay. It's part three. And that finishes the trilogy. Yeah. Ah, so. And then we move on to something else after that. Of but course. It's been ten years of the works of trilogy. There will be a vinyl box set. Stay uh, tuned.
0: That's so cool. Well thank you for Yeah, I
1: about it. It's been like a <laughs> a long commitment
0: to like <laughs> yeah. one thing. Yeah. That's uh thank you for dropping the uh the exclusive, the exclusive yeah. right here. This yeah, is cool. Yeah. Um yeah. so you mentioned Anchorage, Alaska. You were just there recently. You're going to London yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. What's what's yeah. the coolest place you've ever been to? If you had to if you could choose. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say the coolest. Who the fuck am I to say what's the coolest?
1: Yeah. But my favorite would be um I just I like the Midwest general nice i think the midwest of america is like under. oh yeah chicago there you go
2: <laughs> like yeah, I love yeah. It. Midwest, again like
1: i don't have the biggest crowds at all by any means i mean some of my crowds would, would even be considered small i'm sure mm-hmm. they, they are small uh, but like <laughs> it's always a good time man like the midwest yeah. just like knows how to have a good time whereas like yeah. I'm not going to hate on the rest of the country because I love the rest of the country. I love America. <laughs> the Midwest just knows how to have a good time. Like, yeah. you put 40 motherfuckers with some alcohol in my like, club, they will
0: make it feel like a fucking stadium. True. How?
1: I don't know. They just know how to have a good time. Yeah. So,
0: are
1: not the Midwest, they just know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Are there um, are there certain, when you're on tour or when you're doing shows in, in different cities, are there certain foods you, you want to try? Like, in if you're in Chicago, like are you like, all right, I have to try the pizza? Or if you're in... New Orleans, you know. Let me try that gumbo. Um,
1: great question.
0: I'm, I'm a big food serious? guy. You can't.
1: I uh, well, I kind of eat the same stuff every day. Okay. So I'm not the most experimental. Just eat like a ton of fucking meat. Uh, <laughs> if I'm in a place that's not landlocked and it's like has good seafood, I'll do like fish, fish tacos, and okay.
0: stuff like that. I got if, you. If,
1: if, if buy water, I will take uh, take up the opportunity to get fresh seafood. Nice.
0: That's probably the best, right? Yeah, that's. I lived in Texas for a bit. I was in San Antonio. Um, nice. I would go down to it's a town called Port Aransas. It's a little island town right off Corpus Christi. But seafood, like, when you're on the coast, it's, it's, it's different. so good. Exactly, yeah. Um, are there any artists that you, like, like I said, I think you're just going to be, get bigger from here on out. So if you I'm had sure. the chance to work with whoever you want to, who are some artists you want to work with?
1: personally but Taylor Swift and
0: Kanye West for sure not
1: to say I've done both it's just it happens to be a coincidence but yeah Taylor Swift and Kanye that's that's it for me
0: I got you there's no more we talk about NBA Youngboy I would love to get like I would love to do this sounds weird I would love to do a verse on an NBA Youngboy song I'm
1: doing like a kind of
0: rap like verse
1: for a feature pretty soon soon for somebody and like that I've never done a verse for anybody before and like open and or that comes
0: out in a week okay um like yeah, I'm like I'm really into like doing verses now. Yeah. So I'd love to like hop on because it's always like the rock artist does the chorus. And I like doing that. Like I can kind of do a verse though, you know? Yeah. Like I'd love to
1: sit on like Lil Durk song and do a verse. You know that'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. I think I would crush that.
0: And he's with doing the stuff with Morgan Wallen, so obviously he doesn't yeah, mind I know. branching out. Yeah. I
1: can't rule it out.
0: I'd love to. Do it. Yeah, Lil Durk. Well, you can't do Lil Durk enemy up with your enemies.
1: Um, maybe you can do the fucking notes, I don't know. But I would love to do a little Dirk, uh, verse. That'd be fucking sick. I'm sure they didn't want me to do the chorus. I'm like, nah, I want
0: to do the verse. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, it's funny you mentioned that, because when I was, you know, trying to think of stuff I could talk to you about, um, I thought about your work with Chris Webby and how you did the choruses a lot. It's kind of like, um... It's a it's a little Nate Dog ish in a sense <laughs> like like I feel like you I'm like the rock Nate Dogg. yeah like you doing but the like, choruses honestly, yeah it's yeah it wasn't a thing like me and Chris were doing this shit back in 2011 like right. it wasn't a thing
1: to do like the rock guy doing the hip hop chorus like it's such a thing now like if Morgan Wallen's doing with Lil Durk like it's a thing now uh-huh. but, like it was not a thing like we were doing that before everybody else and like I take such pride in that yeah so like yeah that was fucking
0: sick. I got to you. Any talk, <laughs> What's um what is the smallest show you've played versus the biggest show you've played? And just, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean it's a great question. I mean I'm sure which, the smallest yeah, show you did was like I'm thanks out of all like, we did a show a couple days ago a couple, couple days ago and yeah.
1: uh, we did you know Fairbanks, which was just like amazing turnout. Anchorage was okay turnout, could have yeah. been a lot better, but it was still really, really, really good. Yeah. And then we did added this third day. Just because I was in Alaska uh-huh. in a town called Soldata. Uh-huh. I was like, it was like fifteen people. You know what I mean? It was like we oh, were shit. in the middle of nowhere. You know yeah. what I mean? But they were fans. I was shocked by that. I was like, "We have any fans in Soldata? I'm yeah. surprised by that." And it was really. And I, I lost my voice. It was like it was it was it was, it was we were in it together. Yeah. So that was like really small, but it's like. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Send a fucking they can start a soldata, see how much they sell. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. But so that was fun. And then I have opened for El King in the past when she had a top ten record with okay. X's and O's. I played solo acoustic in front of I think fifteen hundred people and I was still pretty new to it then. Okay. I was pretty young. So that was a that was a sink or swim kind of moment. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I swam. So <laughs> it's funny you walk on stage and there's fifty no, I remember I was the opening opening band. Shadow, I forget the name of the opening band. They were super cool, though. And the, the bass player was super cool. And, like, I was explaining, and they, they, they didn't think it was the first show or one of the first shows. And, uh-huh. he's like, and we were chatting, and I was like, I have to go on in, like, five minutes. So I'm leaving the green room, and he was like, wait a sec. You have to walk down there and be on the stage completely by yourself for, like, 25 minutes in front of everybody. And I was
0: like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like like holy shit i was like yeah thanks for getting me in my head now right I was like, okay right. gotta go bye like right before you down, go on too. Like, sure. when you're alone by yourself i mean i
1: take great pride in, like that's what i do uh-huh. but it's like when you're alone
2: it's like mm.
1: there's only one person accountable there's nobody to save your ass up there yeah like, you have to find a way to entertain everybody right. or else it will be a fucking shit show
0: yeah yeah you know? um, that was a good one.
1: that's probably the biggest smallest thing.
0: yeah I, I noticed you you said you uh lost your voice the other night for at one sure. of your shows in Alaska. Yeah. Um, a lot of your tracks, you do have, you're, you're kind of doing that, you, like, sing, yell at the same time. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, it's not, it, not kind of. A, I am yelling. Yeah. Like, do, you, much about it. do you have to do something to, like, yeah. get that out of job. you? Like, do you have to think you're about thinking. a certain emotion? Like, yeah. Managing
1: your voice is like a full time fucking job. Like, it's like being. Yep. going to the gym and your diet and shit like yeah it's it's extremely difficult to yeah. be able to manage. i can't sing three shows in a row it's almost impossible Damn. i mean my voice right now is fun. like you can hear it here now yeah yeah it's, it's daily exercises it's like taking care of your shit like it's about not going to a bar that's too loud where you can talk oh yeah you know, like it's a lot yeah. so uh um, i i know bruce Springsteen's able to do it mm. and i know chris stapleton are able to tour successfully so I'm trying to do some research and I you know I have a long way to go and see, see a doctor of some sort. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they tour so aggressively and play such long shows mm. and not lose their weight. I saw Bruce Springsteen play for 4 hours back to back 4 nights in a row. I don't know how that's possible. Shit. I'm going to just say it now they have to be giving him some type of drugs or something. <laughs> there's no way he's doing there's no way he's doing this shit natty. It's not I I'm not buying it. Yeah. Um I'm just trying to I'm trying to get to the bottom of that cuz I couldn't do
0: it. And yeah. I, age or whatever you know <laughs> right so, um, so you all set for London then uh, <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow I got I you know. <laughs> um, uh, my Airbnb yeah, they
1: responded um, they haven't responded to my thing so I might have to find a new Airbnb I
0: don't know <laughs> are so, you uh, yeah I'll, I'll figure it out I, 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 I ain't my first rodeo yeah is, oh so you've been to London before or oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. I was gonna say is Airbnb. there anything yeah. I got you yeah. <laughs> um i just got the notification we actually have like two minutes left uh or oh, i think um like yeah um was there again thank you so much for doing this Pleasure to be here. i, I, I really 40 minutes of it. really appreciated it um was there anything you wanted to plug before before we wrap up here honestly this is the first time i don't want to there's so much you know, tours going on and
1: all these singles and there's stuff always going on just share the music i I mean i'm someone who's just been so denied
0: support over so many years Mm -hmm. and it's really like but i
1: do numbers above all the people that are there's so many people that have been supported it's like fans make things happen fandom makes things fucking happen Mm -hmm. they open doors they sell out shows. I have two gold records. They make things go gold. Like, fans make things happen. Like, you you guys carry the brunt of everything. You know what I mean? I don't have any fucking cheat codes. I don't got shit up my sleeve. Yeah. This is all you. I'll make the music. If you like it, share it. It goes a fucking long way. Make a TikTok. Make a reel. Post mm-hmm. it in your fucking story. Tell five friends about it. It makes a fucking difference. And then, yeah. you know, people
0: fall down the rabbit hole. You fell down the rabbit hole three days ago or four days ago. Right. Um, it's my job to just build the rabbit hole. Yeah. You just leave people there and keep falling down It, you know yeah. it's about two cents yeah I've, I've been sharing I uh, put Hungover High on my story Indiana okay. I, that's another one and then yeah. Redemption I okay. love um, also awesome. fuck it yeah. actually that I, apparently we have three minutes I, I don't know why I read that wrong before we have three minutes left um, is there a song you love doing live like what's your favorite one to do live yeah I the, it's probably
1: a surprise my favorite one to do live is Stains okay. and I think it probably it, it, it's like my warm up song I often play it first just like
0: more of like a sound check song, actually. Yeah, um, I like that.
2: I like backseat, backseat live. Okay. I often do it twice, I
1: very often do backseat twice live. Okay, uh, I do it at the beginning of the set and then I do it during the encore as well.
0: Yeah. Backseat goes super hard. Stains <laughs> and backseat are like, I got you, yeah. This tour, my favorites for sure. Yeah, um, did you, do you do any uh covers when you're doing live shows or no? Yeah, sure. I, throw, I
1: sprinkle a few. I do on the last run I did a uh, an Eric church song, drink in my hand. It's a country song. Nice. Did uh, Tom Petty's "Won't Back Down." I think I did "Simple Man" by Leonard Skinner at one show.
0: Oh, nice! Hell oh, yeah! Um, I think that's it. Yeah. I got you. You uh, are you coming to Chicago anytime soon?
1: Yes, there's something in the works. Something oh. Very soon in the works.
0: Okay. And it'll be free too. Check it, it out. So free. Keep an eye out. That's my favorite.
1: Uh, yeah, free host is better. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say what it is. I'll, I'll give a disclaimer. It's, it's a, a high chance it won't happen. Okay. But I'm looking to do a, a, a run of release, release parties. Okay. For the album
0: release. Yeah.
1: Chicago is one of the cities. Oh, hell so, yeah. So, so it'd be like a big release party
0: and I'd, I'd play for an hour and a half. Yeah. Maybe more just like a hangout
1: and celebrate the album coming out, you know?
0: Absolutely. It's in
1: the works. I'm already talking with one promoter there, so.
0: For sure. Well, I really be hope sure. I really hope that happens, be man. Here. I would I would buy tickets or whatever I could to get to that. That'd be awesome. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Squizly, thank you so much for doing this. Um, be here. I appreciate I it. it. And uh, yeah, man, best of luck in London, and hopefully see you in Chicago soon enough. Perfect. I will catch you in Chicago, everyone. Appreciate you listening. Talk right. to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. All right everybody and we're back to wrap up episode 74 burrito style. I just had a burrito from Taco Bell, Burrito Supreme. Um man, just compared to Chipotle, just not great. But you know, solid food. It'll 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 do for its price. It'll definitely do, but Taco Bell is uh low on my rankings for their burritos, just saying. Their cheesy gordita crunch, sure. Their chalupa, sure. Doritos Locos Taco? Sure. Steak Quesadilla? Yeah. Chipotle Chicken Griller? Loaded Chipotle Chicken Griller? Yeah. I'm all for it. But they're burritos. Not for me. Not for me. Their beans are really nasty. But uh, anyway, thank you again, Scribs, for doing the interview. Um, that was really awesome. I am very appreciative that you gave me the time, that you gave me your time. Very appreciative that you uh, gave me those exclusives, two exclusives, two times. You were like, all right, this is the first time I'm saying this. That was really cool. So awesome, awesome interview and uh, looking forward very much to the album in September. We know it's September now because for the first time he announced that it was going to be coming out in September. No title. That's fine. We got September. I'm good. I'm good with that knowledge. Um, but this whole interview got me thinking like just how much I love music just how appreciative i am of music in general not just scrisley adams music so much music and all the music i think music is such a beautiful thing um i think it could make the highs and the lows like it could emphasize each one so i'm saying like it can make the best times even better it can make the worst times easier to get through Um, you know, song comes on and invokes this emotion from you could be brought to tears. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I know when I'm going through it, I rely on music a lot. I go on cruises and just kind of, you know, scroll through Spotify, find songs that really hit me, that really speak to me. Not to sound cheesy, cheesy gordita crunch, but songs that really speak to me and I listen to those and. Yeah, sometimes I am. I get emotional. I am brought to tears. But sometimes I just I feel better afterwards. I'm like, all right, you know, this is. We're all going through it because a lot of the times these artists, as famous as they are, they deal with some similar things. Because yeah, they have a lot more money than I'll ever have. They have more possessions than I'll ever have. They they'll have all all these things that I won't have. But we all have feelings, and we all have issues, we all have problems, and I don't care what number you have in your bank account, we all go through it. And so, they rely on, you know, they they get the notebook and the pen, and they write down what they're feeling, and they put it into words, and they make a song out of it, and it speaks to a lot of people. It'll speak to me sometimes, and and if it doesn't speak to me, that doesn't mean that it doesn't speak to anyone. Like, K-pop. K-pop is fucking huge. I haven't listened to one K-pop song in my life. If I have, it wasn't intentional. I know that much. And that's nothing against K-pop. K-pop makes a lot of people happy. And that's awesome. It's like anime. Like, anime is huge. Huge. For so many people. I... If anime was eliminated off the face of the earth, you know, all the stuff was deleted on all the streaming platforms and YouTube and everything was taken down, I wouldn't know the fucking difference. Because I pay no attention to anime again, nothing against anime either. It's just, uh, it's, it's nothing to me. It's irrelevant to me, but to so many people, it's like their lives. There's these conventions and all the merchandise and so much stuff. It's just lit- their outfits. It's literally like their existence is they love anime. So I love that. You know, it's not just you. Which, you know, that thought can be for everything. Movies, books, food. But uh, music is great because I think in a way it, it speaks to all of us. You know, certain things hit different. You know, and when you're controlling the aux cord in the car, I guess now it's Bluetooth, but still. If you're controlling the music in the car and you put on this song that means a lot to you, there's a chance that it won't mean a damn thing to anybody else in the car but that's okay because the people who made that song they weren't making it for everybody else in the car they were making it for you the people that appreciate it that's from what i could tell that's what musicians keep making the music for they make it for the fans they make it because i mean obviously you know money is a thing they want to make money but who doesn't want to make money when being a musician becomes your job you want to make sure you're getting paid for it because you don't have another source of income. So it's very important. I get that. But like, you know, local artists that are, that are working those nine to fives and then go into the club and doing an open mic. They're making music to hit people, not physically, not like, you know, Alvin Kamara or something like that. They're making music to hit people emotionally. They want to reach people. They want to touch people and not, you know, in a diddly way. So I think music is just such a beautiful thing. I love that. And I love that it doesn't have to be like some English. It's the only language I know. I lied on some resumes and said that I was fluent in Spanish. I didn't end up getting those jobs. So it's okay. But English is the language that I know. And, uh, it doesn't even have to be in English. The song doesn't have to be in English. Sometimes just the melody or the sound of a voice, the rhythm, it, it can hit you still. It could still hit you and you could experience that emotional feeling. So that's beautiful. There's just so many things about it that are, are great. And, um, (laughs) I've, I, in my life, I've met, I believe two people. And I remember that it's two, it's almost 30 years on this earth. I've met two people. And I remember that it's two because it shocked me at first, you know, I grew to understand, but, Two people that said, you know, I'm like, so what kind of music do they, do you listen to? And, uh, one, I remember said, "Ah, I don't like music. And uh, (laughs) I was just like, you don't, all right. What what else don't you like? You know, blowjobs. And this was, I was talking to a girl, so it's very possible that she doesn't enjoy blowjobs. So I guess I should have used a different example, but, uh. I remember, yeah, she said, I don't like music. And then the one time I was talking to a guy and I was like, you know, what kind of music? I said the same thing. I, I said, if you were in control of the music in the car, what would you put on? And that's one of my go-to questions. There's a guy at work, Bill Murphy, who says, uh, if you were stranded on an island, and you got three records, what would they be? And he says records because he's older. And uh, the young kids at work are like, records? What are those? Is that like the VHS thing? Um you play it in the VCR? Yeah. It's it's sad. But uh, it's, I like those kind of questions. And I remember I asked that to a guy. And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, you, you know, you don't have to. You you could just go on and on. You don't have to narrow it down to one. And he's like, no, I just, uh, music's not really my thing. And that's okay. That's okay. But like I said, it shocked me at first. Because in my mind, music is universal. Music is this beautiful thing that we are lucky to have in this world and I cherish it and I appreciate it so much, but to some people it's, it's not like movies, movies are huge to me, movies and TV shows. And then if I ask a customer at work, I'm like, you catching up on any shows or anything like that. they'll hit me with the I don't really watch TV. I'm like, damn there. I, you know, so I think, I think that's also beautiful. You know, everyone's different. It's weird how I kind of started by saying like everyone has problems, so we're all the same in that way. It's just a matter of how we get through them. Me, music, movies, those are my my big two. They help me escape. To some people, I I talked to a, a customer that said her thing was painting. Talked to a customer that said her thing was reading. I know I keep saying her. It's a lot of it's a lot of moms at Trader Joe's during the day, so. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of hers, but, uh, it's, it's cool that we all have our things. I just personally think music is, uh, is a very awesome thing that we are blessed with. And I know I used to make it and I kind of miss making it. I got a lot going on in life right now, so I don't think I'm getting back in the studio anytime soon. I haven't written in a long, long time. To be honest, I'm kind of nervous. I, I kind of don't even know where I would start anymore. But uh, I I loved making it when I made it. And sometimes I do think of a random melody, a random beat or something like that. And I, I'm i inspired to get back out of there. And then, you know, Finn will just take his diaper off and smear shit everywhere. And I'll be like, uh, what was I thinking about? And I can't remember. I can't remember the, the lyrics or the beat or anything I had in my head. Because Finn has literally... Covered his entire crib with, with shit, with poo poo. So, um, anyway, that is my rant about music. I just want to say how much I love music and I get it if you don't, and I get it if you don't love the same music I love. There are a lot of people who don't love Limp Bizkit. There are a lot of people who don't love Kid Rock, especially after the whole Bud Light thing. A lot of people who don't love Ted Nugent because he's a douchebag. I'm also like, like I like that I'm able to separate the art from the artist like I could listen to Michael Jackson despite everything he's done or R. Kelly despite all the piss stuff um, like I said Kid Rock despite all the gay hate which is I mean wild that it still exists because I think there's a picture of him drinking a Bud Light next to a trans person from back in the day and then you know. To be fair, though, he's gotten... Oh, I said to be fair again. I said that a lot in the intro. Damn. Um, as, as, as Kid Rock's career has gone on, he's gotten more and more country. I think in that, he's become more and more against woke stuff. Maybe he just thinks it's gone too far. I don't know. Maybe he thinks, <clears throat> you know, the Bud Light stuff was, was pushing it. But, uh, either way, I still like some, American Badass is a fucking banger. Cocky is great. Cowboy, the ba, All Summer Long. I love these songs, so. Anyway. Also, I know I keep going, I, I think I've said anyway multiple times, like I'm gonna wrap it up. Burrito style, Chipotle burrito style, not Taco Bell burrito style. Even Burrito Supreme style. No, I'm good, I'll take Chipotle over that. Um... I also like the the diversity in music. It depends on my mood. Depends on the day. Depends on what I'm like if I'm driving to a wedding, I'm listening to shit that's going to get me pumped up. If I'm driving to a funeral, I'm probably not listening to music. If I'm driving to hang out with my buddy, pump up. And it can be different kinds of pump up, too. Like if I'm driving, well, when I used to play sports, I would I would listen to the pump up stuff that was like not party, it was, like, motivational pump-up. But, um, and then there are days, there there are days when it's Jimmy Buffett all day, and Zach Brown Band, and Kenny Chesney. There are days when it's, uh, Metallica, and Megadeth, and Ozzy Osbourne. There are days when it's Cradle of Filth, Cannibal Corpse, Killswitch Engage. There are days when it's, uh, Post Malone, and St. John, and, uh... Even Drake or Logic, G, uh, you know, I don't know if he necessarily falls in with those. Then there are days when it's Eminem, 50 Cent. There are days when it's Beastie Boys or Run DMC. There are days when it's the Rolling Stones. There are days when it's ACDC. There are days when it's Aerosmith and Kiss. There are days when it's Motley Crue and Poison. And Like, it's it's great that it's so. Div- it has something for every type of mood doesn't matter what you're going through. There's probably a song that you can listen to that will help you get through it or help make it better, you know? Anyway, there's another anyway. To be fair, anyway, you know, and, um, I wish I had a different four words that I said the most, but that's the way it is. So, with that being said, anyway, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thank you again, Scrizzly Adams. Your time was greatly, greatly appreciated. Um... Very, very generous with that, and the answers were great. Like I could tell you, you weren't half-assing this. This wasn't just a chore to you, and I really um, admire that, and I'm grateful for that. So, I'm grateful for music. I'm looking at some of my vinyls right now. I got Bloodhound Gang, Hooray for Boobies, Andrew WK, I Get Wet, Beastie Boys, Licensed to Ill. Three of my favorite albums of all time. Can't even count the number of times I've listened to those. And they've gotten me through a lot of stuff. And they've helped make a lot of days even better. I love it. So, alright. Thank you all for listening. Episode 75 will be out relatively soon. So, strap on in. Hold on to your butts. And keep an eye out for it. Well, listen to this one first. This is the end of the episode, so I'm assuming you listened to it. But if you didn't listen, but it's the end. So, you probably did. So, I'm going to go. And I'll see you in a little bit. A little bit being the next episode. Which I'm not entirely sure when that's going to... So it might be a little while. So, I don't know. We'll talk. We'll talk. All right. I'll text it. I'm going to go. Okay. This was awkward. Well, damn it. No, I made it awkward, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Fuck.